Hey everyone, C-Note here and welcome to Dopamine. The show is like being sick. You just never see it coming. Um, yeah, I'm starting to feel a little bit. I'm feeling a little lightheaded. Probably need to eat something, drink some more water, but my throat is not feeling great, which is not good for a podcaster. Um, and, uh, you know, I, I, I could afford to feel better at the moment, but you know, we're all, we're transitioning into fall. It's getting colder, especially colder at night can make our immune systems a little more vulnerable. So make sure that you're still taking care of yourself um, because I need to do that as well. So literally after this, I'm going to do the dishes and listen to a podcast and kind of reset. So thank you guys for being here. We're going to talk about, um, uh, what was the name of the topic? I don't, I don't remember the specific name. <laughs> I'm going to write it down in a second, but uh, we're talking about, you know, mindset uh, mindset things to consider when you're starting a business, essentially. Um, we're going to talk all about money issues, um, competition, uh, community over competition. I'm going to pull up my list here. Uh, comparison, competition, elitism, arguing online, personal expression, conflict avoidance, vulnerability, money mindset, and, um, you know, a little bit of my own mental issues and talking about the struggle of accountability in business. Cause it's really lonely. I, I think it's kind of like, either episode is going to be called something about, you know, mindset and business or the loneliness of entrepreneurship. That sounds better. Actually, that sounds like poetic because <laughs> it is a lonely experience, right? You know, even if we're surrounded by a community of entrepreneurs, we are solely responsible for how well our business does. Right. So we have to take that accountability into account and, um, you know, continue to move forward and, and fortify ourselves, but build also a, a set of boundaries. You know, it's, it's boundaries in terms of creating strength within ourselves, not setting up fences that make us vulnerable when someone crosses that fence. Right. So it's a very different thing, still concepts that I'm workshopping, but essentially being able to fortify your strength, um, as an entrepreneur is going to make you be able to navigate and do more business with people in a way that is you're working with the right people. You're, um, you're doing what you love and you can wake up and do it with ease every single day. And you're not even thinking about the money. You know, the money will come as a result of you doing your passion and doing it right. So we're going to talk all about that on this episode of dopamine. Let's do the thing and hit the button and do the thing again. Let's go. Drums, all right welcome to the show hope you guys are doing well it is tuesday yes tuesday october 9th um I've been like playing around with whether or not I actually want to say the the date on this show because I really want to make these episodes evergreen. So I guess ignore the fact that it's October 9th. <laughs> um, today I wanted to talk a little bit about the uh, mental difficulties of starting a business or having a business. Um, I just started working on um, a course that I'm going to have, uh, not a course, but a keynote essentially um, for an upcoming summit, which I'm really, really excited about. Uh, I'm going to be involved with Think Creative Collective, which is a massive group on Facebook. Go join them. They are an amazing group of ladies that are really just killing it. It's uh, the, the official name hasn't come out for the summit yet, but I think by Friday, but actually by the time this is out, it should be announced. So um, 
I'll, I'll give you guys more details as that comes, but I'm going to be doing a branding course. And essentially this morning I did, um, well, there are two things to kind of uh, look out for. Uh, that is one of them. But then there was also this really, really fantastic uh, keynote that Gary V did that might be on his YouTube channel, but I listened to the audio version that was all about um, why are you not doing your passion or something like that. And um, it was just, it was so chock full of absolutely amazing information. I shouldn't say information, really just like guides and mindset and mental stuff that's going on. That is just like this absolute fire perspective. Um, so that's where all of this is coming from. Um, it's called, why aren't you doing what you're passionate about? It's a keynote that he did recently that really talked about, um, millennials, older generation. Uh, he's really starting to hone his, um, his message in a way that's just like way more insightful and entertaining than it has been the last few months. Cause it's been kind of like, you know, a lot of people say like Gary Vee, you're saying the same stuff. And it's like, well, yeah, because it's really all the same stuff that, um, that, that moves the needle forward in terms of understanding what people are going through. Uh, so one of the things to really think that, that got, got me thinking about and what I put into the summit is essentially this real talk segment where I started talking about the difficulties of starting a business and being in a business because we're as entrepreneurs, you know, and being in a community of entrepreneurs that I've been surrounded by lately has really shown me the patterns of the things that people are dealing with. I mean, I, I'm dealing with my mental health issues, but everyone who is deemed to be socially normal, you know, cognitively normal are still dealing with stuff. They're dealing with all sorts of difficult things. Um, namely, uh, you know, concerned about other people and, um, not knowing where to start, um, being so concerned about presentation. There are just so many things that get in people's way when they are starting a business. And I think one of the things that really sticks out to me is accountability. The fact that when you're going out on your own, and that's what I love about being out on my own, is that anything that goes right or wrong, 90% of the time is my responsibility. I made it happen for better or for worse. I made the decision. I hired the person or I made the decision to, you know, focus my attention on this type of marketing, or I, I decided to get into business with this one person and did not vet them or qualify them enough. Anything that happens is your responsibility. Even if a client screws you over, you selected that client and you take the responsibility of moving on from that client. Everything falls on you. And um, I was lucky enough to have been taught this when I was working in IT. Uh, I think one of the system administrators essentially said that like 90% of the issues are user error. And that is something I came to realize as I worked at that job for a few years. Um, that I was, I was an IT uh, data manager at a 3D conversion company. So we were working in the film industry and we managed a render farm essentially. So I was managing 300 computers, um, half a petabyte of data, which I'm sure is multiple petabytes at this point. This was a few years ago. And um, it, it, it was just a massive amount of data to manage. You had to manage the user experience of the, um, of the artists because the artists were submitting uh, their shots 
and the individual clips and, and frames into the render farm. So not only we did we have to manage the actual data that went through the render farm and making sure that the computers operated correctly, we had to understand every little nook and cranny of everything that was going on. And that included the artists and their habits and the things that they did. And usually 90% of the time it was some human being that caused a problem. It's not just the computer that glitches out. Right. And I think we have this when it comes to technology, at least we have this perception that computers just randomly break. And that's not that doesn't happen. <laughs> it usually breaks for a reason. Uh, sometimes it is another person that is not outside of your thing, but you may have decided to upgrade something when you weren't ready to or when you didn't understand it, you know, and. Uh, it's your responsibility to still call customer service and try to get things fixed, right? You can't just say, oh, well, my computer's broken. I can't do anything ever anymore, right? Because you still have a business to run. You have to handle that responsibility. So that accountability is absolutely important. And it's important to know that you also have the responsibility of picking your clients, that you're not just, you know, hopefully not just in it for the money. We all need to make money. Of course, we need to live, we need to eat. Um, but if you're starting a business and you're in it for the long haul, or you're starting a podcast or a YouTube channel or anything that involves long-term dedication, it's going to take a lot of um, uh, understanding that that your passion is going to be your driver, that you're not just going to show up and, and you know, do what you did at a cubicle every single day. You're not just going to like sit there and stare and hope something happens, right? That can be like the most difficult transition is realizing that you are a hundred percent in charge, that you have to do something. <laughs> you can't just hope for a good business. You have to create a product. You have to market the product. You have to do all of these little things. And that can be daunting and overwhelming, but, you know, really facing that truth is a good beginning point because if you are going to crumble any under under any kind of pressure, under any kind of adversity, then you're just not going to make it. I mean, I know that we're in a time and place where we have to be sensitive and we have to be considerate of people, and we absolutely should. But it does not mean that we shouldn't fortify ourselves. You know, that's why in the episode I talked about yesterday about barriers and um, barriers versus boundaries is that we are creating personal boundaries. We are creating a personal shield. We are fortifying our skin. We are becoming stronger so that we can handle more. We can deflect more. We can push away the things that are not good for us, but also be able to handle and push through more things and be able to handle those things. Setting barriers essentially you know, allows us to continue to create a sense of weakness, right? It allows us to say like, I don't want to be exposed to anyone who could remotely be like this. And you will just not have any exposure and you will not fortify yourself. It's kind of like the same sort of principle that a lot of feel, a lot of people feel that like, you know, kids should have is like, they have to be exposed to a little bit of a disease in order to, for their bodies to learn how to fight against it. Right. That's what a vaccine is essentially. Um, so it's no different mentally when you're having to, to learn how to kind of toughen yourself up. You have to face some adversities. You have to fight the dragon. Like you can't just avoid the dragon the entire time. You can't go around it. You need to learn 
ways to build up armor, get the sword, get the proper shield, get the magic, whatever it is that you need to to learn how to combat and fight these things, to learn how to build a business, to learn how to stand up for yourself and not just, you know, complain or be outraged when someone comes at you and um, is, is trying to, you know, tear your building down essentially, because there are going to be people that are like that. They're going to come into your life and they're going to try to build your, take to tear your building down. They're going to essentially try to, uh, see you as competition and people assume that you have to tear down competition. But if you realize that a you're accountable and B everyone has their own starting and finish lines in life, that you are going to be able to start thinking about life in a way that there is no absolute competition. There's no way there's just, if you are building your brand, if you are building your business in a way that is a unique thing. It's unique because of your personality, unique because of your brand, unique because of the product and the customers that you work with, then there is no competition. There just can't be, you know, everything is one-to-one. There's, you're, you're not actively fighting another person for the same space. You are creating your own space, uh, that is uniquely yours and like, you know, protected in the way that is uniquely protected by you. And that way you can surround yourself with other fortified people and start to build a community over competition, uh, which is something we're going to take a break and uh, something that we'll talk about in the next episode and next, uh, next segment. Okay. So uh, an, another app. Join me 48 hours correspondent, Aaron Moriarty on my podcast, my life of crime as I take on true crime investigations like no other. This season, I'm looking into the labyrinth of crime and secrets within families. I'm cutting straight to the evidence and talking to the people directly involved, including investigators and the families of victims. Listen to My Life of Crime with Aaron Moriarty wherever you get your podcasts. Inspired by the life of the savvy and ambitious Colombian businesswoman Griselda Blanco comes a new Netflix original limited series. Griselda tells the story of a devoted mother who, with her lethal blend of charm and relentless savagery, creates one of the most powerful cartels in history. Witness Sofia Vergara's captivating transformation into the godmother of the underworld. Griselda, now streaming only on Netflix. TIAA is on a mission. Why? Because 54% of Black Americans don't have enough savings to retire. So in collaboration with big name artists like Wyclef Jean, TIAA released Paper Right. New music inspiring a new financial future. With 100% of streaming sales going to a nonprofit that teaches students how to invest. Stream Paper Right now and help close the gap. Aspect about starting business is 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 that community over competition or assuming that you know you have to be mega competitive to stay relevant in any kind of market and by being competitive you are withholding information you maybe are not being nice you're being cutthroat you're talking garbage about the other your competitors um and just not being a good person because you assume that it's like a uh, a sports-like competition, and that is nowhere near the case. Um, again, if you're starting to look at yourself from a unique perspective of the fact that you are a person that is 
dealing with your own things. You have your own starting line, your own goal line, your own business. Everything is unique to you and you are personally accountable and responsible for everything that goes well in life. You will start to look more at community over competition. You can certainly identify who would be your competition, who is in the same market as you. And, you know, you're, you're going to be vying for some of the same clients sometimes. And by that loose definition, yes, they are competition, but in terms of mindset, like, you know, uh, the practice, there's, there's something that the sales gorilla talks about, which is my, one of my, my first sponsors here. They, they talk about positive indifference, which is an amazing tool set. When you're trying to prospect, you're trying to connect with people, you're trying to get business in any kind of way. This idea that, um, that when you're putting stuff out there into the world, you're, you're limiting your expectations. You are, or, or pretty much outright eliminating it, right? Because if you are putting something out there in, of course, you hope that something good will happen, but you're not crushed by it, right? If you put something out there to a big client, you send a proposal, you send one email or you send one message and they come back to you and they say, uh, no, thank you. We have to look another way that you're not going to see that as a personal attack because that's just usually not the case. (laughs) There's nothing personal about it. Um, they made a decision based on what they're dealing with and, um, what's appropriate for, for their moment in time. And it's just simply not always going to be the case that and not at all going to be the case that anything is personal. So to essentially approach business with this perspective of like, Hey, I feel like I've got something I can offer you. And if they say no, you're like, okay, cool. I'm going to move on to the next thing. Right. And it's nothing personal. You don't get mad at them either. Right. (laughs) It's not an emotional thing. It's totally about just, just throwing stuff out there and, um, and, and trying to create, a community, you know? So, uh, there's a recent, um, face, uh, Instagram post that I wrote. Um, if you want to follow me, let's go see notes on Instagram. Um, I wrote it. I've struggled with aspects of entrepreneurship and personal development that we all face comparison, competition, elitism, arguing online, personal expression, confident conflict avoidance, vulnerability, money mindset, and my own mental issues. One thing I've learned is that those neuroses are made up nonsense to satisfy the ego. Even personal development is rife with elitism, which seems counterintuitive. Personal development is not about elitism. Anyone talking about being on the next level in comparison to others still needs a lot of work. There needs to be a focus. That's been my focus lately. We all have different starting lines and goal lines, unique stories to tell and paths to take. That personal journey is powerful and makes us accountable for 90% of the things that go right or wrong in life. So, and that's how we get closer to community over competition. And essentially, if you're, you're focusing on community over competition, you're going to have other people that are seeing you, they're being aware of your skill sets, because even if you're, you know, graphic design has always been considered a very highly competitive market, but ultimately we all have different skill sets. We all have different unique personalities. And as you start to drill down deeper into the uniqueness of who you are as a person, your skill set, what you offer, what your brand is, and you niche down and get a little bit more specific about the people that you can help and the people you want to work with, there's simply no room for competition. You're just trying to find the right person that works for you. It's like getting into a healthy relationship. If things are going well, there is no competition. There just simply isn't. And you know, whenever you start to exhibit semblances of insecurity or you're not addressing conflicting issues, you're not, um, 
being forthright with what you want, then things start to go wrong. So it's no different in business. You have to be very straightforward and very clear with what it is that you want and make your path there. Um, so that often involves community and connecting with people. And there's certainly an emotional component to entrepreneurship because a lot of us know individually that this is a very lonely journey, that we are doing this on our own, that I am, again, I am responsible for the success or failure of this podcast. Even if I hire someone, this is still my idea. Even if you worked for a company, you should know that the CEO hopefully knows that the entire um, uh, positive or negative uh, trajectory of the company is solely their responsibility. Something that Gary Vee talks about all the time, which is why I bring him up, because he knows that anything that goes right, he can take credit for. But at the same time, you know, he, he's not boastful about it. He's not saying it's all me. He's giving credit to people, <laughs> the people that he works with. So it's kind of like this, it's almost like this, this deflection tactic. It's almost like stoicism really, where if you're working to deflect the bad, you also have to kind of make sure that you're not letting the good take over you either. Meaning that if you're, you're taking all of the good compliments and taking all of the credit, then other people are not going to feel good about it. But if you're giving other people all of the credit and all of the blame, you're, uh, or all of the blame rather than, and devoiding yourself of the responsibility, you're distancing yourself from them and you're essentially a jerk, right? So it's, it's kind of like this, this healthy balance of like, you know, giving people credit for the things that they do right. And then the things that go wrong, you take personal responsibility for that, but you also take some credit for the good. Also, you know, you hired these people. So whatever they do is for, for, for better or worse is still your responsibility. Um, so some of the things I talked about, um, comparison, we already talked about kind of like the, the goal, different goal lines. Um, uh, elitism is another problem that a lot of entrepreneurs have and saying that, you know, being an entrepreneur, like I have my own business, I'm, I'm better than other people who have to work a nine to five. And really it's usually about personal preference. Like they're just, their brain wiring is not like that, or they have, um, you know, they're happy with what they've got. Right. So if they're happy and you're a miserable entrepreneur, who's really winning. Right. So it's all relative and, uh, it, it's all depending on what people's needs and wants are. Um, arguing online and personal expression and conflict avoidance, um, vulnerability are all things that can be expressions of your brand. But again, it's important to make sure that you are doing things that are in service of your bottom line of trying to connect with people, create community over competition and, you know, you have things to sell. So if you're constantly arguing online and putting out a toxic presence, then no one's going to want to work with you. And that could, that could really be on either side of the line, especially if you're talking about politics, you know, Republican or Democrat or any other, whatever, you know, if you're constantly spitting out negative rhetoric and um, being outragey or argumentative or being hateful or hurtful in any kind of way, that's going to have a impact on your business. So separating the fact that, yes, you want to bring your personality into business, but at the same time, you need to be thoughtful because you are a business and you are not going to appeal to everyone. That's important to understand, but you are also someone that needs to appeal to someone, <laughs> to anyone. So, uh, you know, it's important to realize that 
having your own business and having your own way and being in charge and being individualistic is not a free pass to be a jerk. Um, we want to help people. We want to lift people up. And, you know, that means sometimes working through conflict, but that also means not being blatantly toxic and hurtful to other people as well. And, um, you know, there are, um, money mindset issues that people talk about all the time, managing money. That's not something I'm personally super well-versed in, but my next sponsor is great at that. Ryan Rakowski, um, Rakowski, he's, um, the financial Jedi. You can check out his, um, his, his ads coming up next. So you can check out that link when that comes up. But, um, you know, money mindset is also a part of it. You have to manage money. You have to manage budgets. You have to pay taxes. You have to do all those things. That is incredibly important for you as a business owner to, to keep in mind. And it's a lot of things. Again, it's accountability. It's all about what you do and who you hire. If you have the ability to hire someone and being able to understand that everything falls on you at the end of the day. And so, you know, I've talked about it on other podcasts about kindness, being good for business, uh, sharing knowledge, being open. And if you're going to be prospecting and trying to connect with new people, you know, you have to know, you have to think about what your boundaries are as a person. If you're dealing with any kind of mental illness or anxiety or any kind of difficulties, or you simply don't like talking on the phone, or you'd rather talk with people on messenger, it is up to you to set those boundaries. You need to set up a Calendly link or something and make sure that people go through that link before they set up a phone call with you. I don't answer people who just call me. I very rarely do, unless it's my mom or dad, more so my mom, not always my dad, because he's sometimes hits me with emotional stuff and I'm not ready for it. Right. So, uh, and it's nothing personal to him. These are just, this is just part of who I am and I need to protect those boundaries. Right. So there's personal and professional and, um, you know, being consistent with those across the board. So if someone just messages you at midnight, you need to make sure that they are, uh, that either you don't respond to them as a way to set boundaries or you let them know, Hey, I'm with my family. Uh, this is not an appropriate time. If it's after 6 p.m., please email me. I will be able to get back to you on my own time. Something like that, right? So you have to set those boundaries. No one is doing anything for you when you are starting your business. You need to figure out all of the pieces. You need to figure out your finances. You need to figure out who is going. You don't have benefits. You need to figure all that stuff out. You need to figure out where your clients are. You need to figure out your product, your message. If you have a podcast, if you, you know, your promotional tools, your marketing, all of this stuff falls on you, but at the same time, setting boundaries falls on you as well. You need to make sure that anyone's behavior towards you is is uh, uh, um, fortified, that you are able to be strong enough to move forward and build a business, but also strong enough to protect yourself from toxic people, from difficult situations that don't fit within your passion and you don't want to do anymore. If you're doing things just for the sake of money and you know that you're going to be miserable continuing to do it, then you need to start your exit strategy and find a way out of it and go to the next thing. Again, it is your responsibility. Someone's not going to come into your door and say, you know what? You're fired from this. You need to go find another job. You need to go do another thing. This is your responsibility. This is solely on you. So I know that is daunting. I know that is exhausting. I know that sounds lonely. And being uh, being lonely as an entrepreneur is kind of par for the course. It kind of comes with it. But at the same time, 
We can build community. That's why I stress building community over competition. We want people who see us, who can refer us, people who uh, we can share podcast episodes with and be on their show and they could be on their show and you help each other promote one another. And you become involved in group summits, which I'm going to be involved in. And you start to do um, things that are a little bit less lonely, right? You're still responsible for what those things look like on an individual level, but you start to build some semblance of community and you know, continuing to push people away all the time to set barriers in a negative way and, and pushing out uh, any kind of, you know, pushing out good people as well as bad people is not going to be helpful to you either. So setting healthy boundaries and taking personal responsibility because it's about personal boundaries, right? But when I talk about barriers, I'm talking about generalized barriers about types of people and, um, you know, being toxic and shooting arrows at someone across your lawn. Um, whereas if it's personal responsibility, you have personal armor, you're willing to have a rapport with someone, you're willing to let them know, hey, these are my these are my guidelines, these are my rules, this is how I do business. If you can't follow them, then we can't do business. That's why contracts are important. And one of the last things I want to say is that, you know, because it's your business, as much as I say that everything falls on you. It is a mutual responsibility because their business, your client's business is their responsibility. Meaning that if you have an agreement with a client, especially as a graphic designer or some sort of service-based business, that you are someone that needs to make sure that in your agreement, in your contract, that they know that they have to hold up their end of the responsibility. You are not responsible for making their business continue to be um, what it is. Like, unless they are signing on for you to be their CEO, <laughs> you are not responsible for the day-to-day of their business. You're not responsible for their wins or their losses. You are doing what you can to try to build them, get them sales, get them leads, and um, do what is requested. But you also make sure you know, to protect yourself. In those contracts, you need to include that the client has to be responsible for the guidelines for what they want, for what they need, for providing approvals, for doing, fulfilling their end of the bargain. Because if they do not fulfill their end of the bargain and take care of their business and be, a, be the bridge, um, be part of that bridge that you two are connecting together, that you can terminate the agreement, right? So again, as much as I say that it is your responsibility to manage your business, that is also true for other people. They need to manage their business. So if you're working with a client, you are creating a bridge together to agree to terms to protect and support one another, that you are not just taking over their business. That's not how that works. Unless you're getting paid a hundred grand a year to take over someone's business, like that's not what that typically is. If you're just doing service-based stuff, if you're helping someone with coaching, with ads, whatever the case is, they need to show up or they don't get the product or, you know, and you'll still get paid, right? You need to make sure that you set those stipulations to protect yourself because you're in charge of your uh, boundaries and they also need to be in, in charge of theirs. If they agree to a time and they're not forthright about needing to change that time and agreeing with you and talking to you and communicating with you, building community over competition, then they are going to suffer by not making the change. Because then, you know, if you agree to something at six o'clock to have a talk and it's 6.05 and they say, hey, I can't do it. I'm like, hey, I'm already here. You wasted my time. You got to pay me, <laughs> you know, um, 
but making sure that you're stipulating that stuff in the contract beforehand, you know? So there's a lot of stuff that we can talk about in terms of contracts, in terms of building agreements and stuff like that. But I wanted to give you guys like a bit of a practical episode because um, I've got my C-Note Media podcast and frankly, I'm kind of getting into this place where like I've got two other podcasts about Myers-Briggs and business and... I don't know. Managing three podcasts is really hard. <laughs> so I kind of want to fold things back into dopamine a little bit. Um, the early days of dopamine, I talked about business a lot. And I know that we're all creative people. We're people who are trying to build a business. We are people who are doing things on our own. At least most of my listeners are that. And, um, you know, it kind of makes sense to mix this message of having mental health within the context of business. Cause I'm also building a business. I'm signing a, a contract. I just signed a contract with a client today. So I have to send him an invoice and I'm really excited about it. So, um, but learning the process of this contract has really helped me realize that I am worthy as a business owner of setting boundaries, of making sure that I am protected just as much as the client is protected. You know, this whole like the customer is always right thing is just kind of nonsense. You know, we have to make sure that we're doing the best of our ability for our clients, but they also have to hold up their end of the bargain. It is an agreement. I like the fact that you can use the term agreement because it is a connective tissue. The client can't just, unless it's stipulated, the client can't just disappear for 15 days and then get mad if nothing happens because there's no one to approve it, right? So there just needs to be that connective tissue. So at the end of the day, you know, it's about protecting our boundaries and protecting ourselves so that we can build better communities and better boundaries. People respect boundaries, or at least the right people in your life will respect boundaries. And um, you totally deserve it. That is going to be the difference between you being more of a premium service versus a low quality service that just wants to take, you know, do a $50 logo and, you know, put it out there for anyone to see, right? So, uh, or put it out there based on any client and they're going to bug you about it. And they're going to be like, I need it now, 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 now it's only 50 bucks. You should do this in like uh, 20 minutes. Right. So, <laughs> you know, it's about adding a premium charge to the service so that the client knows that they're getting a quality product. You can produce the quality product, but you're also working together on it and making sure that you're working with a client that's going to help you grow as a person. So, all right, that's all. There's, there's a lot of stuff there. We're going to have more conversations about this sort of thing in the future, especially in regards to business. And, and this is something I want to talk about just a little bit more because I was starting to skew towards like social issues a little bit. And I don't think that's as important. Honestly, I want to help you guys build a business. I certainly see patterns when it comes to personal behavior and being able to discuss bigger social issues, but that's moving more into the emotional realm for me, which is not something that I naturally work in really well. If I notice things and there are trends and there's something going on that I can comment on that can help with the overall discussion, I certainly will. You know, we're going to continue to talk about all sorts of difficult things like sexual abuse and um, uh, mental abuse and all sorts of difficult topics because these are all things that are affecting our everyday lives as business people. But I'm going to talk about, you know, some business things every once in a while and, um, you know, help you guys with the mindset aspect of that because it's, it's not easy, right? So we're going to keep working through it. So I'm here for you guys. If you have any questions, feel free to hit me up here on uh, dopamine.life on anchor. And, um, you can support the show at dopamine.life as well by leaving a donation. If you leave a donation, it gets us one, one step closer to getting rid of ads on the show. So if that's something that's an annoyance for you, I apologize, but Hey, daddy's needs to pay the rent. <laughs> so, um, you know, this is a business. So I hope that you can appreciate and respect that. And, um, 
uh, C-Note Media is where most of my other businesses, I have courses there available. And I also do uh, consulting services as well and design services and stuff too. You can also check out my big offer on there, which is I'm really excited about. It's called C-Note Infinite, where you can pay monthly for all of my courses, or you can pay for, um, I've got a, a $5,000 10-week service that is essentially building your business from nothing to all sorts of something, right? Setting you up with a YouTube channel and a podcast and um, setting you up with Facebook ads and Google ads and redesigning things and um, also being a consulting and mindset coach along the way. So there's a lot there. So go to CNote Media and check that out. Um, and that's it. So take care of yourselves and each other. And I'll catch you next time on Dopamine. If I could find the cursor. There we go. All right. See ya. Hey, you beautiful human. Thanks for listening to Dopamine and providing your support for this show. I really, really appreciate it. If you really love this show, leave a review on iTunes and Stitcher to show some love for the podcast. You can also check out cnote.media to check out my work and my courses. But um, with that, we'll catch you next time. See you guys later.